You are now listening to the Uncool Urban Podcast. All right. This is episode 11 of the Uncool Urban Podcast. All right, Omari. Um, <laughs> we're going to start the show off right now. So, Josh, smiles. Whatever you're going by today. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, Amari had to let y'all know that he's yeah, here. Yeah, he had to make like, his presence felt. I know, it was like my man Amari. Respect. Yeah. So, all right, you got him. You got, you got the AKs, man? Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Come on, my G. You embarrassing us in front of the company, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, we got guests. We got a full house. It was Amari. Amari is just such Omar, a. Such Omar, a, do the AKs. <laughs> All right, it's your boy Josh, aka Smiles, aka Hip Hop Adam Schefter, aka Your On to Me Greyjoy, aka Prince Radio Raheem, uh, oh. aka Two Badge, aka T Shirt Tom Brady, <clears throat> aka Hoodie Honcho, aka La Josh James. La Josh James, wow. wow. So wow. you better add an extra aka for me then. You got, you got mine. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this. They call him Shad, aka Shad Diddy, aka Shasta Thomas, aka the mayor of Oak Cliff. Yes. Aka I'm that. Aka I run this thing. Yeah. Aka the Prince of Shoes. Yes. And aka Shad Nuvisky. So I did beat you in the 2011 NBA Finals. Oh. Ooh. D Town Down. Right. And then we got uh, Yogi D Stone, aka Papa Tim, aka. Go ahead and give us one. My edibles are epic. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> AKA my Coming to us live from Portland, Oregon, as always. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Good. Good, good, good. good. Let's introduce our guests. Yeah, we got all these people in here. To my left is my girlfriend, the mother of Omari, right here. You want to say something, Omari? Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. It's Miss Octavia. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. All right, you gotta get in the mic though. <laughs> hello. There you go. <laughs> so we can help you over your stage fright. We're gonna have you introduce your guests. Yeah. Oh ahead. yes, I have invited my two lovely friends, Miss Elizabeth hello. Taylor and Miss Vanessa Reaper, here who work in the mental health field with me. Okay. Oh, that is nice. Mm. Oh, and that leads <laughs> us into the topic of today's episode, mental health. Yeah. But that's for later. So what's been new with you guys? We can go shot first. I'm here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new in life? Nothing new. I mean... <laughs> absolutely nothing. Like, <laughs> my birthday passed. Oh, Yeah. Maybe I should thank everyone who um, gave me a birthday shout out. That's a start. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. So thank everybody. Um, two people who didn't make it, Andrew and uh, my boy Byron. They were like, man, I ain't make the episode. I said, you know what? The love is still there. I mean, that's my best friend and the dude that um, pretty much helps me with podcasting. So, you know, they, they, they know they important. Oh, I shouldn't I- have to tell them. <laughs> I'm about, to, I'm about to see Andrew later today. I was like, man, my best friend, dog. July. Oh, yeah, because I was like, I know they record them. That, that was my bad. I, I did send Dennis a lot of emails <laughs> with the voicemails. So yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame for that because we had like, what, 10 people? Because <laughs> you have, because, yeah, you have folks mad at me. And I'm like, listen, it was a surprise. And I was surprised. Um, I would name everybody, but I, you know how I am with names. Like, everybody's name up in here. I'm going to be like, all right, all right, ladies. All right, guy. All right, you. <laughs> Bye. Hey, <laughs> if you did one, you you know who you are. We appreciate it. Yes, you know who you are. So what's been up with you, Josh? Oh well, uh, you know it's it's been interesting. I don't know if actually like right before I came here, I was like I don't know if anybody tuned into my Facebook or my Instagram. I found a bird in my apartment this morning. Really? A what? A bird. A bird? A bird. Bird's the word? Bird is the word. Whoa. In my apartment. <laughs> How'd you get it out? 
Well, after, you know. Did Ryan see it? That's even better question. <laughs> Ryan didn't see it, but he didn't come down the hill. <laughs> well, dang. That sounds about right. <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, no, I'm going back to sleep. He was like, good luck with that. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I was like, you're not even going to, like, help me. He was like, well, grab a broom or something try to get it out the door. So, I, <laughs> so first I opened the door to try to get it to go over to the door. So, But it was over by the sliding door, so I, like, Reached over by the sliding door and was able to get the sliding door and just open and, scooted and, just, and like scooted it out with okay. the broom. Was it injured? You know, was it good? I don't know. I just want to know how it got in my apartment. <laughs> That's what I want to know. How did a bird get in my apartment? You need a place to chill, right? <laughs> it's hot bird was like, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I need a place to crash. It was you like 89 mind, degrees sir. yesterday. Yeah, it literally happened like two hours ago. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tim, <laughs> how was your week, Tim? <laughs> uh, my my week was pretty good. Um, I had prepared some edibles for a friend uh, for a weekend. Uh, she was hosting a party, and she had a bartender there. Mm-hmm. So I will say I'm a little proud of myself that out of everybody that was at the party, the bartender was the person that was the most messed up <laughs> off of my edibles. So that's why I say my edibles are epic. Goodness gracious. That's yeah. my. Uh, I don't think the bartender should be man. like the one messed up. <laughs> yeah, that ain't the party right there. Because <laughs> uh, that ain't the way. You have to pay for the drinks. Uh, no, it's free. Oh, okay. Because I was like, because if you have to pay for drinks and uh, you see the bartender messing up, I'm just like. I mean, of course oh, we no, took no. the bartender out of love, but yeah, open bar. I like yeah, that. open bar. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh yeah, we did an episode. We did actually ten episodes prior to this one. Mm-hmm. So we recapped some of that on the last one, and then now we're recapping that one. This is kind of like Inception right oh, now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Ryan, friend of the show. Yeah. Got to steal that from Joe Bud. Now we got friends of the show. <laughs> like the people here, you guys are friends of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. So, yeah, that was, that was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. That was the only one I actually listened to. <laughs> I like I like, that's why I said I wanted silence on that one. And you probably I literally listen. do these if and I, I just say, you know what? And if, I, said, to this. if I hadn't told you about the shout out, I was outstanding. <laughs> I know I was outstanding. Why must I listen to it? The confidence is, you know, you gotta have the confidence. Gotta confidence. have the confidence. I said, psh, psh. I know I was pitch perfect. I know everything I said was exact. What do I need to listen to it for? But not seriously. I actually listened to ten. It was pretty dope. And yeah, Josh really did make me listen to all those birthday shout-outs, and I almost, you know, shed a little thug tear. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they like me. They really like me. So, yeah, that was dope. So how did you guys feel about the episode? It's good because I didn't listen to it because I was like, hey, I'll need a shot to listen to it. <laughs> oh, so see, 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 because Josh Cause, as well knows. He said, I was perfect. I was flawless. Why do I need to listen to this? Because I've listened to all nine other episodes. Oh. <laughs> Make me feel bad. But hey. yeah, it's all, a lot of podcasts I listen to because after yeah. we started one, Josh has me doing podcasts now. Listening to them all the time. I'm like, God, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people, shout out to the, matter of fact, shout out to the people that we're encouraging to do podcasts. Yes. A lot of people are now trying to do this because these three knuckleheads right here are doing it. <laughs> now everyone, like, I think you said one of your boys just started. Yeah, one. my boy, uh, Rue Will, uh, him and his girl, L Mac, they got a, a new podcast called Drop in the Group Chat, which they record out of here, out of Wolf Nation Studios. All right. So, you know, shout out to Dennis and uh, Kayla out here in Wolf Nation Studios. So, um, they started And that's something I think that's interesting. It's the fact that so many people have something that they think that they would like to share with the world, but because, you know, of their insecurities or their fears or whatever, they don't exactly speak up when they have the opportunity. And I'm glad that we can encourage people to fight that fear or at least to go past that fear Save to be able brother. to voice those opinions. Say, brother. Save some for the second segment. <laughs> no, no, I no. like what you said. No, I like very, what you it's said. It's very particular <laughs> because I'm going to lead that into saying this. I would like to for our three guests that have joined us to uh, share their initial experience or at least how they're feeling right now being a part of the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I like that. 
See, they, uh, we're gonna start to the right this time. Uh, that's why you with did. Vanessa. Oh, you're gonna start with me. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit nervous. I think so. I, not so You're much just talking. Not talking in front of people per se, but the topic. Right. Yeah. It's a heavy topic. It is. Yeah. Because someone, it's so important to everybody. That and it's a little bit controversial. Right. That too. Yeah. So people are sensitive about that. No. Yeah. Understand so why. it's just that. Yeah. It's just that have an open mind when we're talking about this and don't take it personal in the sense of a political view because there doesn't right. need to be a political view with it. Yeah. This is true. And we thank you for joining us and being yourself here. So there's no need to be nervous because you are being you. Oh, thank, yeah. thank you. And thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much. What about you, Miss Taylor? I'm about the same. I'm a little nervous. Okay. Um, basically, it's like being put on the spot. And that's something that I think we all kind of have a little fear of. So other than that, very comfortable, very excited. I'm looking. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm looking very forward from you getting your unfiltered answer to everything. <laughs> so please don't hold back. I will not. And 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 the voice. I'm just like this. Oh, people gonna listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people gonna listen to this. They gonna be like, oh okay. All right. So thank you so much. Welcome. Now you, the last one, Miss <laughs> Octavia. How are you feeling? Oh, so nervous. Um, but I'm excited just to see how far you all have come and how you must have fed on your first episode and um, to just be a witness to y'all's growth in your podcast. And so I'm excited to be a part of That's it. so sweet. Thank <laughs> you so very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Y'all silly. So one, I do want to take the time out. I got to give my, my props to Octavia because she has been like one of our biggest supporters. Yeah, since it's our definitely true. It's like everything we post, like she likes and all that. And she shares it, she listens to every episode. Yes. So, so I was like, I got to give it to Octavia. She's definitely been one of our mm -hmm. biggest supporters of the podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah, so you. Shout Round out to of you. applause. Yeah. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> And oh, we need a we need one of those sound <laughs> those sound devices where we just have voice. That's the next thing we're gonna work on. Oh yeah, we a episode two is gonna have sound effects. <laughs> also, kind of related to the topic, uh, I don't know if Octavia ever told you, but probably about a month or two ago, maybe probably a couple months ago. So I was talking to one of my coworkers who was talking about how he wanted to like talk to somebody, and he was like, "Did I know? Did I know how to do that?" first person I thought of was Octavia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I text her and she gave me some advice and I told him, so he hit up our HR department. He actually went, ended up going to talk to a, a therapist like nice. a couple weeks later. So That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. See, you don't need to be nervous. You've been saving lives. Each and every one of y'all have been saving lives before you even stepped into this room. So it should be natural. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Shout out to Amar. <laughs> He's just doing this thing. He's loving it. He just wants to speak so bad. Here. Say something. Say something. <laughs> How's your day going? Are you nervous being here? Uh, you can't. You can't hear. Oh, okay. Bye bye. Bye Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's a bar. <laughs> That's a bar. Oh. That's a fire bar right there. He says he's not done yet. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a whole. We're gonna have you back for another episode, okay? Okay. Night, night. We're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to Amari. To Amari. Yeah. Oh. So. So we got like a minute. We got a minute left. What do y'all want to talk about before the first break? So what is this about traffic? What is what's going on? Can anybody tell me why traffic's so bad? Did you just hit me with the women be shopping, women be shopping? No, I'm hitting you with traffic <laughs> is going in Dallas and I don't like it. That's what that's what I'm hitting you with. A, I was like, did he just that's hit like the, with, a, with, a, with a joke? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, traffic everywhere has been pretty bad. It's because we're like overpopulated by Californians now. You think so? That is what it has that is what it is. They just they're coming here, and it's, it's always funny when I go to California. That's the first thing they say when you tell me you're from Texas. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna move there. I'm like, ah, oh, another one. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> Next time I'm gonna say I'm from Kansas or something. God. Encourage them to go somewhere else. Yeah, please. It's you know, Tennessee is nice and places. Yeah, I know. Got a I long like, state. Like, come on. Bring some of that California energy uh, to Alabama, Mississippi, and no, speaking of Alabama, Alabama, no, we're gonna talk about that on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly why they should move to Alabama. 
Yeah, we gonna, yeah, we definitely gonna talk about that later. <laughs> Cause y'all tripping. Uh, but yeah. So uh, I'm really curious of where you found this first song, Josh, because that title was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, I was like, hmm, what's that? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a chick named Enchanting. She's out of the DFW. Okay. She's actually an R&B artist that's uh, being managed by DJ Duffy. Yeah, we we talked about DJ Duffy before. Um, I haven't. But yeah, <laughs> go but ahead. Yeah, she's. Uh, I think she's like nineteen, twenty years old, something like that. But yeah, she's a R and B artist. Uh, this is one of her songs off her her mixtape called Enchanting. It's called Coding Sex. So check it out. It's Enchanting with Coding Sex. Would you look at this? It's a half pint film, bitch. Hey, sip this drink, shawty, let's get right And I'ma do your body through the midnight And we don't have nowhere to go So I was thinking we should take it slow-mo Hey, hey slow motion, what I'm going Shawty, you should take a sip what I'm on Take a sip what I'm on Cause I'm on it, yeah, I'm on it I'ma do your body so today so I got my body all in your body And then my mind you went to stressing Boy, you know that you a blessing And even though I'm fucked up I know that I done left up This show got me stuck, but I'm on this drink, I can't think But I know you on my mind Think about you all the time Just wanna make you mine Bet this drink could change your mind Baby, sip it, be careful not to tip it That's it, $40 Hey, sip this drink, shawty, let's get right And now we do your body through the midnight And we don't have nowhere to go So I was thinking we should take it slow-mo Hey, slow motion, what I'm growing Shawty, you should take a sip what I'm on Yes. Um, should we reintroduce the guests before we start? The yeah, question? let's do that. Yeah. Okay. 
So Octavia, go first, and then we'll just go this way. So we're gonna do this. We're gonna have you reintroduce yourself and also present your view on what mental health is. All right. Oh, I was gonna let everybody know we're gonna get the question. Oh uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so again, my name's Octavia. Hey, hey. Um, I have been in this field. I want to say since working with kids, period, but um, since I was, you know, in my teen years, but actually have my degree and in this field since 2000, like 13, 14. And um, mental to me, it encompasses a a, uh, cognitive, behavioral, and emotional well-being. So doing inventory and checking in with all those things and... um, Making sure you're at a healthy space. Okay. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. I also have been in the mental health for a few years now and basically working uh, with people with um, mental health. To me, mental health is suppressed emotions. Uh, People label it as mental health. A lot of people have a lot of suppressed emotions, they fight past um, traumas, they deal with things that they've been through as childhood that they grow up with, they don't know how to deal with it. So a lot of times they're unable to express their emotions, so they suppress it to the place where it causes um, them to become angry, upset, they have emotional outbursts, which gets labeled as mental health. I'm Vanessa Reaper. Um, I have been working in mental health and addiction since about 2010. Um, For me, just to keep it simple, I think I'm just going to say that, you know, mental health is um, surmising it is your psychological and emotional well-being. Just like you have physical health, you have the mental health. So. Okay. So, what are the stigmas about mental health? What aren't the stigmas of mental health? <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's what I was thinking when I saw the question. <laughs> I said, "What aren't the stigmas?" So, I I wrote that question, and what I was trying to get out, um, particularly, is what are the things behind mental health that keep so many from being proactive about their mental health? Part of it is your belief system. Um, culturally, um, ethnically, it's, you know, almost like role, gender roles, Mm -hmm. you know, men can't express emotions. Um, you don't cry, you know, everybody feels like, well, why are they depressed or have anxiety? Everybody gets depressed and has anxiety. It's just a matter of the level and your coping skills. So the stigma, some of the stigma is, um, just that it's frowned upon, that it's not recognized. If we don't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, income. I mean, it, it depends on where your finances are. Do you have insurance? Can you be properly diagnosed? Um, and then you hear about when things go south, like the shootings in schools and things like that. Um, oh, they had mental health issues. So now we're, they're scary people. Yeah. They're not scary people. They're untreated people. So. Also, I'd like to say that also that um, it's prejudice. Yeah. We, we separate it. It's either caused as when a person goes to get a job, if they have any kind of mental health, they are judged by that. They are pointed fingers at. They are <coughs> turned away because of that. This, to me, also comes from a lot of um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, movies that we watch. We watch a lot of horror movies with people that have uh, out of you know character or something so people identify that as mental health or this is why this person is like that mm-hmm. so one of the things that um i've heard that or i've read somewhere that insurance companies have started doing is that they um are using genetic uh research or they're developing tests to where they can test you now to see if you're at predisposition to have certain diseases and if you have traits for certain diseases like leukemia or certain types of cancer or anything that is going to require lifelong um, help, they're not going to insure you because they're going to say it costs too much money. Mm-hmm. 
So we kind of are creating that environment in the health world to where if you have a problem or you don't fit the the definition of normal, then you are taboo. You can't be helped. We can't do anything for you. You have to figure it out on your own. And I think that's what makes it so hard for people to want to seek help because yep. they feel that like they can't find it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you don't want to do it if it's going to jeopardize your livelihood, jobs, and relationships. So what are some ways like that you think that we can get around that? I think it's just like with anything else is taboo. The more you hear about it, the more you see it, the more people that are um, supporting it and coming out and talking about it. Awareness, period. That's the simple word. It's just awareness. Um, we need to change our, our health care system because you have tons of people who need the help and they can't get it, period. Yeah, I know, like, for me personally, what got me more into, like, the whole mental thing and w- mental health and want to take care of myself is, like, they know, like, I listen to, like, a lot of rappers and stuff, like, uh, Charlamagne and God from The Breakfast Club. That's been, like, his whole big thing. He just released a book, a whole book about mental health. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, she's a big advocate uh, for it. Uh, they know, like, two of my favorite rappers are, like, she Joe Button and... Um, a fun, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she started an organization. Yeah, like, Joe Button and Wale, they're two, like, big advocates of, like, mental health. And especially, like, Joe Button's, like, yo, talk to a therapist, talk to a psychologist, con- counselor, or whatever. So, like, that's one of the things that's gotten me more in, into it, especially, and, like, the last couple of years. And part of that now is because they have come out. Because back then, you didn't have a label for it. And then when there was a label, let's just shoot off and say ADHD mm-hmm. or bipolar, then everything was ADHD and bipolar. So those were like mm-hmm. the staple diagnosis, and it mm-hmm. was a wrong diagnosis because you have so many different out there. So each person sharing their experience is going to tag, hopefully, and resonate with someone else. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I want to add something, too, about helping to end the stigma. It's just like what Josh was mentioning earlier about his coworker. As the person who you might be the first contact that somebody has something going on with that they don't know how or when or who to talk to. If still, if you don't know, just like you reached out to someone who may have answers, don't be afraid to say, "Hey, I hear you. Let me let's figure this out together." Mm-hmm. You know, don't be quick Support. to jump the gun and say, "You're you're fine. Do this. Do that. You're you know you'll get over it. Whatever." So I an, hate that. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now lead to something else, and now just escalate from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. This is where I take issue with those scenarios because if you are the person that is needing the help and you're coming across somebody who does give you that response, ask them why rather than getting upset at it because they're looking at you and they're seeing something in you and they're trying to reaffirm in you that they see something that assures them that you're going to make it through it. So rather than being upset, try to understand it because... I'll share with you my instance to where I went to go talk to a counselor because of the issues that I was dealing with and only talked to my counselor one time. But just from that one interaction, I was able to take what I needed to take. So most times it's not about finding answers, but getting the general direction of where you needed to be heading, you know, to find what you need to find to find those resources because it's not easy. And you can't understand it from your frame of thinking because you're too close to your problems sometimes. And you have to be able to get that perspective outside of your situation to see that maybe you are doing something that's keeping you in your circumstances. So I went and I talked to this guy. And, of course, all these thoughts are running through my mind. And he says that I just need to work on setting up boundaries with people. And back then, I couldn't see how it was important or how my lack of setting boundaries was leading to all of these other things to happen. So, yeah, you just got to take a step back and be willing to understand that person's point of view. Yeah, Mari's having the ball on the floor. (laughs) I would like to fill in for that because basically, um, like, but many years ago, we we didn't really look at mental health as a big thing yeah. because we always had corporal punishment in the school. Right. We had discipline in the homes. Now, because of the 
you're not allowed to punish your child for certain things. What happens is it's if you literally spank your child or you discipline your child in a different way, it's called child abuse now. So the child is not allowed to express their emotions and not allowed to express their, their fears. They're not allowed to say because a lot of parents don't allow. They don't sit down and talk to their child and right. say, what's going on? Or, oh, he's okay. Let him go ahead. But as soon as they get out of control, we put a label on it and then we say, oh, he's ADHD. He has bipolar. He's manic depressive. We're when they things. haven't been instilled with discipline and respect. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing is a child needs to express themselves. Let's get that out. A three-year-old doesn't know how to say, I'm angry. Right. A two-year-old doesn't. But as they get older, they carry that. And it's like a bottle of soda. You shake it so long, once you take that lid off, they're going to explode. Mm -hmm. Now it's explosive disorder. So now we have another label for it. So there's always something that they're going to put a label on it. But it doesn't quite diagnose the root cause Absolutely. of that particular problem. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just how we're all different right. individuals. The root causes of what right. may act, may draw us outside of ourselves, Can they're all different. You know, right. we all have different stimulus, different right. things that, you know, motivate us. Our root causes for our problems are different right. as well. So you can't take the same right. universal approach that you would with everybody else yep. well to chop down a tree mm -hmm. you got to cut down the roots exactly then the tree will fall but if you don't cut the tree down the tree's not going to fall so we need to get to the root of things once you get to the root of what's going on with a person and talk about it how many black american african-american men are able to say hey I was raped as a child. Yep. How many white children are able to come to their parents and, and say? And that's the thing too. Like when that when an African American man says that, he gets ridiculed. Yes. And then I'm like, okay. Right. But if anyone else says it, oh my God, this is yes. horrible. I was like, it's horrible for any yes. child. Yes. It's horrible for any adolescent. So yeah, True. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because that's why a lot of like, especially like or like men in general just don't say anything uh like i, I know um the rapper common he just recently came out and said that uh he was abused as a child <laughs> and he said it was like a friend of the family is just something that he's just now coming out and saying it <laughs> so it's like you know some men like keep that in all their lives which causes other problems because they had issues as a child and were afraid to speak out so, mm -hmm. so. Would anybody be surprised if I said I was in one of those situations? No. And it was with a girl, and she wasn't too much older than me at the time. I think it was around 11 or 12. But I can't say that it was a key factor to bad things in my behavior but what I can say is that it always made me aware of those situations and for a kid I'm not certain that that type of mindset you, you don't know, have it you don't have right. the tools yeah. right you know and that and that ties into what Octavia said earlier about just doing an inventory because something that you would consider minor because society has told us it's a minor or our families have told us it's a minor issue it's not a minor issue right um your brain will do what it needs to to protect you whether it's and it's usually in a maladaptive way um which turn into negative choices and behaviors but regardless what could seem trivial to you is traumatic for me and we have to take that into consideration every individual is different mm -hmm. and so we have to have that empathy people don't have empathy anymore Period. We really don't. don't. Sympathy <laughs> or empathy. Exactly. <laughs> At all. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and Which, it, I'm, oh, I'm so, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was like when you said empathy actually made me think of a a, a moment when I I had like a, a a little episode and I was like just started like crying out of nowhere and I'm like yo what is wrong so usually like the first thought I think is like call my mom. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually like a few yeah, a few years ago. So like uh, call my mom. And I'm like yo. I was like I'm just like depressed and crying. I was like, and she was like, what's going on? What happened? I'm like, nothing happened to me. But I remember like that day just seeing like something happened on the news, like uh, some kind of like terrorist attack, something, mm -hmm. and then uh, something else happened with like 
Trump or whatever. And then I remember like one of my coworkers telling me about how like because she had had like marital issues and was talking about like how like her and her husband like finally decided like to get a divorce. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, it's not me. Nothing's wrong with me. I was telling my mom, but like, it's just I'm hearing all this bad news mm-hmm. all day, and it's just like affecting me. But I didn't I didn't realize that my mom told like I was telling my mom like yeah, nothing happened to me like personally, but it's just like I just. I couldn't stop crying. I was like, she was like, yeah, because you have empathy for everybody. She's yes. like, but she's like, also she's like, can't let the world problems like take on you like that all the time. But it was just like, yo, why am I crying? I don't know where, and it was nothing like happening to me personally. And that's part of it too, is it's not just, when we talk about mental health, we're not saying people who, who have been diagnosed, everybody needs mental health. Mm-hmm. You have to have your downtime <coughs> and your um, coping skills and your relaxation. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things they tell us in our field is, you need to be yeah take breaths take care of yourself because if you're not okay you can't you know yeah and we do if you can't if you you have a heart you respond to people and Mm -hmm. their stress becomes your stress because you care yeah that's what happened Mm -hmm. but just just being open and honest and talking about it and feeling comfortable in your surroundings because like i said like like you said we we all have mental health we all Mm -hmm. have something i mean i was a child of the system i went through a lot of abuse too Mm-hmm. I went through physical, mental. I, I, I married into abuse. Um, I went through abuse with my kids. It, it was a lot of stuff. But it was just keep going, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. That's all I kept knowing to do. My thing is is that I wasn't able to talk about mine either because I didn't know who to trust. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who to turn to because I didn't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't want people to say, well, it was your fault. I was 21 years old when I told my mother that what had happened and she she just couldn't grip it you know she knew there was something going on with me but they wanted to diagnose me with adhd they wanted to diagnose me with depression but it wasn't i just needed to get it out and see that's one of the things i've always found curious is when people say it's your fault like without totally hearing out the situation even though you could be doing something Mm -hmm. to cause your situation to happen but the lack of understanding that you're a person, regardless of your age, that's dealing with something that you never had to deal with on that level before, mm-hmm. that's an experience. And like you said, the lack of empathy causes us to miss that oversight. Mm-hmm. Right, right. My my grandmother um, was raped as a child, mm-hmm. and she ended up marrying my grandfather, who was blind. Okay. But she married a blind man because she knew that he was he needed her. He was weaker than her. If she had got somebody stronger, I think it would have caused a problem. But she took care of him. She nurtured him. And so what happened is, is that being able to do that, but she never talked about it. In, in many years ago, we weren't, I mean, there's parents out there, older mm-hmm. people. It does affect them uh, it men- mentally and physically. It affects them. Mm-hmm. It causes arthritis. It causes headaches. It causes pain in the body because we are suppressing those feelings. People wonder why they get arthritis. They wonder why they've got this anger inside of them. They keep that physical yes. stress and tension in their bodies. Exactly. And then you and have heart attacks and right. strokes. Yeah. And strokes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's why like my grandma and my mom, like from the time I was a little kid, well into my adolescence, they made sure I talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. They made sure I went to a therapist. Mm-hmm. So like with people, like they'll think I'm being nonchalant. I was like, no, I've had a self-talk. I've written it down. I took a walk. That's I took awesome. a breather. I did mm-hmm. something. To do something. Because, like, even with my family, like, with me um, being a caregiver for my grandma who has Alzheimer's, they're like, I know you're stressed. I know you're this. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I was like, because what it, what I did was I just said, okay, I got this situation. How do I deal with it? So I just started, you know, writing stuff down, started, you know, thinking about the positive and so when I'm see her, I'm happy. Because I'm like, Psh. a lot of people will tell me, oh, yeah, I didn't grow up with my grandparents or my grandparents passed or something. I was like, I get to see my grandma every day. Right. And I was you like, I get, to hang, I get to, I was like, you know, she's the one that always made sure I had everything, like her and my mom, stuff like that. So every time I see her, it's a positive. Yeah. I was like, there's no reason for me. I was like, she took care of me. Mm-hmm. This is the least I could do. And I love that you're a caregiver and you just stepped out and said that you take care of yourself, you have those skills. Caregivers mm-hmm. especially have to have coping so. skills because what we do is just. And that's the thing too that I was reading. I think it was like 72% have like some kind of health issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, wow. I don't want that to be me. 
<laughs> I was like, like with me, like like my family, they used to get mad because I was like, call first before you come over here. They was like, why? I said, I'll tell you the truth. I'm probably taking a nap. I'm probably just want to like have some time to breathe mm-hmm. to myself. And then, you know, I know my mom's going to kill me for saying it. But, yeah, they, they be trying, you know, be negative towards me. And she knows it gets to me. Like, I don't get upset. I just like, you guys didn't want the job. I wanted the job. And you have something to say, yeah. And I and I and I always let. And instead of like being angry, throwing, you know, I don't do that. I always tell them. I say, you know what? Call me, talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that people get scared of. They're like, oh, you know what? I'm like, no, you can talk to me. Like, it's another family situation that happened, where my cousin now he'll be like, yeah, I'll call for chat. And people in my family will be like, what? It's because. Again, with these guys, they'll be like, yeah, he's so stoic. He don't really. <laughs> but, yeah, like even Joshua, no, like you can call yeah. Rashad. He's going to listen and be like, all right, man, this is what I think you should do. And that's and Tim does that too. Thank, thank you for always listening. So, yeah, that's just you can. There is ways to deal with it. There's like, but I always, but. Uh, I just got so much to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is like one of my favorite things because, again, I was a little kid all the way till I was an adult being raised that this is to cherish your mental health. Mm-hmm. So I just think that definitely what we talked about at the beginning, if you just start when you're young, you can become like a more like mentally aware adult. But the thing with that is you have to have – the role models yeah. you have yes. to have the whether it's aunts uncles grandparents parents older siblings um cousins and you have to have that support which yeah. a lot of people don't have um yeah. but my daughters they're not going to be able to model that and practice those behaviors if i don't yeah because they they watch me um since they were little i have an eight-year-old and an eight-month-old and since they were little, I was always saying, use your words. Are you feeling mad? Do you feel that? Like, do you see your fists, your fists are clenched? Is your heart beating? You just want to scream? That's okay. Calm down and then tell me after you're done with that. And, you know, my daughter's very articulate that way. She'll tell me. And sometimes she'll, I'll get mad at her and she'll look at me and she'll be like, and how do you feel? <laughs> she, she pulled it on you. Yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah. she'll do that all the time. She'll be like, and how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel, Mom? <laughs> but like he was saying about... Um, you're talking about talking about things, but a lot of a lot of kids go around self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Social yeah. media is killing us with self-esteem. Oh yes. Children don't know their self-esteem is like gone. They um, basically they fight with it every day. One of the things that I try to talk to my children about is how I battled with that, <clears throat> how I battled with my self-esteem as a child, mm-hmm. because if you don't, if your parents don't tell you that. I battled with this, I had low self-esteem. The child doesn't know how to let that go because they think we're perfect. Like, you're doing a great job. You're doing an amazing job. You're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. That's not what they want to hear when they're struggling at 16 and 17 years old, when their friend is a beauty queen and they're not. I want to expand on what you just said for a second. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to a guest that we did not introduce, but she's sitting here with us, Stephen Paul. He's a marketeer. You'll be hearing more from him. But me and Stevie were having conversations about systems from business systems to AI systems, and we were comparing it to the way that people think. So like you were saying, a child doesn't know how to let go of that way of thinking. It's a system. It's a mindset. that It's a coping mechanism. Coping mechanism, meaning whenever they get too excited or too emotional, it takes control. And it helps them resolve the only way that they know how. Mm-hmm. Maladaptive. So yep. it's it's about taking conscious controls of those systems, admitting that they're bad, and then replacing it with a new one. And you have to be able to have help with that because you're operating on yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on a physical level, but on a mental level. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're changing a key detail about you. Something that you've had in your foundation from X amount of years. It's not easy. And you can't expect overnight change. No, and kids seek it. So they're going to seek it from whatever source they they think is trustworthy. Social media, um, gangs, 
things of those nature. You're going to go where you feel wanted and, mm -hmm. and you belong. And there's people who prey on that. That's scary. Like she said earlier, you know, you have the strong and the weak. And it's not so that you're weak. It's just that you have a vulnerability. We'll put it that way. Not a weakness. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's a weakness. You're just more vulnerable in some areas than someone else. And people prey on that. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times also that people, I've noticed that they, they isolate themselves mm -hmm. a lot. It, it's a good thing to get out there, join a club. <clears throat> get a healthy people, club. Yeah, a healthy <laughs> club. Uh, uh, be around positive people. Mm -hmm. You know, do things that make you happy because it's so easy to work, 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 go home, and then just plop, you know, mm -hmm. and don't want to do anything. It's so easy. I mean, years ago, we didn't have the phones, cell phones. We didn't have a – we did activities outside. Get your kids outside. Get them out. Play games, you know, play board games. Because mm -hmm. um, I know the video games have become – <clears throat> excuse me, have become such a big thing right now, but the fresh air is being wasted away. They need that fresh air. They need that family together. It, you very rarely see families sit down and have dinner anymore. Mm -hmm. My children were raised always sitting down having dinner. But now it's this one's in this room, this one's in that room, and, you know, they've got a problem. They can't come to the parents to talk to it. Yeah. <laughs> I started smiling because I was like, yeah, in my house we have, like, movie night and stuff like that. Yeah. Like... Awesome. And my brother, like, he'll try to walk in, and I'll be like, yo, Jay, <coughs> get back in here. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if afterwards my mom will leave, and I'm like, Jay, what's up? And he'll look at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> what's up? So, yeah, that's very important right. mm -hmm. to always do that because you never know. Even yeah. when you go out to dinner, sorry, yeah. um, everybody's on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Nobody talks anymore. So how do you expect to communicate with your mother and father if they constantly typing on a phone? when they really want to tell you about their day, but then they see there's no interest, so why should I share my, my day, or why should I share something when you're, wait a minute. When you, that wait a minute is a whole lifetime to a child. Yeah. To That's anybody. the type of household I grew up in, so I can definitely say, um, Octavia can be a huge testament to that, like there's some things that I grew up experiencing that a lot of other people didn't, and it wasn't until that I realized that that I was able to see like how some of my systems um, aren't always the most polite. But again, it has I have to be consciously aware of it in order to do something about it. It's kind of like I get in my zone and I'm focused on something and nothing else matters, right? And for that very reason, because you go into that implementation of that method to try to, you know, deal with whatever you're dealing with. You have to be some, you have to have somebody there that you trust, that you know that's looking out for your embitterment, that you can let your guard down, not get the fist and be like, you're right. I just need to take a step back, recompose myself, and then we can proceed with what we're doing. There has to be a connect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And like you were just saying, Tim, part of when we're raised in dysfunction, that is our normal. Right. We don't, to us, those maladaptive behaviors are normal. Mm -hmm. So we can't understand why we're not connecting with someone else because yeah. this is how we did it in my home. Right. Yeah. What are you doing mm -hmm. in your home? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I grew up with children should be seen and not heard. Yeah. You weren't allowed to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an adult world. Children were there. So it was really Ooh. hard. But I, my yeah. parents. I hate to stay yes. in a child's place. <laughs> yeah, I heard I, that around my family. Especially. <laughs> yep. Like, my grandma, my mom let me just run up in there, like, yo. <laughs> they let me have a word. See? Yeah, they would let me have it. And I have to interject just because this is my experience. It's hard to say that to a child that has to live in an adult's place sometimes, though. Yeah. Because yeah. there are a lot of children out there that are forcing the situations that. You know, they shouldn't be in that's because of lack of adult supervision. But when a kid already has to think on that level as an adult, but they have the maturity level of a kid, they figure that I have to do it for myself because nobody else will. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So on some stage, they are an adult. Or at least they're approaching that level to where they need to be treated like an adult because just purely of what life is giving them and what their life's journey is going to become. But not only that, um, I was raised without a father. My, my mom and dad walked out on me and my sister when we were little and we got separated from when we were small. 
my mom, who had fostered us and adopted us, she was a single parent. Having not a father in the home made a huge difference too, because I, I was raised with a strong mother. My brother struggled with it too, which he was my foster brother, but we became adopted. And what happened is, is that he struggled because when you have a man tell you don't do that or don't do that, and you've been raised by a mother, the first thing comes out, who are you telling that you see? Yeah. <laughs> you and my mom would never said stuff like that. So <laughs> it causes a problem mm-hmm. because you're playing that role. You don't, you don't have that, that strong backbone to say, hey, you know what? This is a man. You, this is how you treat a woman. I mm-hmm. never knew that. Mm-hmm. My, my children, I was a single mom. I could teach my son wash clothes. I could teach him. It's damaging. It damages some of the times being a single parent. I mean, we're good parents, we're great parents, but it can be damaging because we do take a lot of our emotions out on our children. And those kids don't understand. We try to do the best we can. But not only that, we can teach them how to cook and clean. We can't teach them how to be a man. We can never teach them how to be a man. And that's where sometimes the streets come in. That's where friends come in. Mm -hmm. That's where people come in that are not the part of what you've taught them. That quote unquote yes. self-discovery. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it sucks them in. Yeah, it only takes, and like you were saying, it is when they're, when they're weak, you know, it, it's so easy for people to pry on that. Men pry on women, just like women pry on men. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we think somebody's got a little bit extra money, hey, you know. But my thing is, you know how to make yourself look like a little bit more yeah. like date night, right? But she's giving away all... our woman secrets yeah. now. <laughs> so, but Trust me, we know. That... <laughs> we know. But that's damaging. It's damaging, and this is where all this mental health and all these problems start. They they come from somewhere, and that's why I always say they're suppressed emotions. But we have to put a label on it. We have to put medication in it. And, and and it's not always necessary. You know what? We're just gonna, you know what? Can we like not do another song? And we just keep it going. I'm I'm cool with that. All right, cool. But yeah, so you want to go to another question, or you want to just keep talking? Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's go to another question. Whatever you feel like going to. Go ahead, Josh. You ask the question. It don't necessarily have to be one of the ones that we already came up with. Already, I'm like, me and Tim talking. Go ahead, talk, brother. Oh, I was like, I'm trying. Um, I guess because um, we 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 spoke on like the social media. I guess um, um, what are your thoughts? I guess uh, well, this is just from my point of view because this was the question. I want to put the question like, um, well, what are your thoughts on? I guess for me personally, it seems like mental health and getting therapy and stuff seems like more normal for like white people but then for like when it comes to like minorities it's kind of like taboo like guess what are y'all thoughts on that and what's mm-hmm. funny is we touched on it earlier i wish we had just went ahead and went full in mm-hmm. so yeah definitely let's talk about that now yeah. i i think basically from a mixed minority i mean my dad's black my mom's white basically a lot of time a lot of black people don't turn to mental health because it is kind of a thing saying, you know, they don't want their child. Like, you know, oh, I don't want to see yeah. 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 Crazy. There's nothing wrong with my son. And there's a lot of denial, a lot yeah. of denial because it wasn't, they don't want to think, they don't have the money to do it. Because the first thing that comes when you, you diagnose a child and say, hey, this child has ADHD, the first thing that's going to come through any, any morality is, is money yeah we don't have the money can i who's gonna pay for this, this? Yeah. Or who's gonna pay for all this who's gonna do all this i mean it, it it is hard i have a slightly different opinion on that i do agree with both of those points but i think the even greater reason as to why we don't have parents taking or when those type of situations happen the parents are in such denial isn't because there's something wrong with the child because it reveals what something wrong with what they're doing and Absolutely. they can't they handle that level of honesty about yeah. themselves yeah. because then they have to fix it. And they have to evaluate themselves. Right. Yeah. And that's going to open up a powder keg and they don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because they weren't allowed to express that what they were going through. They know that they have these problems and they've created it into this child. Like you say, the mirror is reflecting back on the parent. We don't want them to think, hey, 
I thought, you know, I want everybody to believe that I'm perfect. I'm a good mom. I do the best I can. I don't want to talk about my past. I always, when I'm talking to people, the first thing I tell people is about when you walk into somebody's house and the house is beautiful and clean, but there's that one closet and you always say to people, what's in your closet? And they're like, oh, you can't touch that. Right. And I'm like, no, but your house is beautiful, but what's in the closet? So when you open that closet, that's when all that stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. But people will cover up everything else and they will put on a good show. They will put on their makeup, just like the clown. They cover up yeah. with their face. Deep down and south, most clowns are depressed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People cover up. They, they wear those masks. Mm-hmm. So we need to know what's behind the masks. Yeah, and, you know, research, research shows, you know, statistics say that um, white people, Caucasians, they have um, the higher rates of mental health issues and so on and so forth. That's because they're the race that gets the help. They're the race that has the resources and the connections. And that plays a big part in it, too, is um, when you start talking income levels and poverty levels and demographics, they don't have the resources. And that's unfortunate. And it should actually, I believe, it should start in public school systems. Mm -hmm. You need more than just school counselors. You need behavior specialists in schools that address these behaviors, that give parents free classes. Because sometimes it's not necessarily the parent as much as the parent feels guilty because they're doing everything they can to help this child and they don't want to take their child somewhere else because then <coughs> then, then it's going to expose them I'm a bad parent. And it's not that you're a bad parent. If you have an experience, because anything can be traumatic and, and, and change the dynamics and thinking of your kiddo. So, um, you know, statistically, it, it's Caucasians and then um, African Americans and Hispanics. Then you have the American Indians. And then you have the Asians. Yeah. And that's how it goes. So just because I really value your point, I would like to use this episode not only as, you know, a beacon for people to realize that mental health isn't a thing to be afraid of, but also to measure the effects of what you just said. And I'm throwing this oop to Shad because this is something that we were going to mention later on. But seeing as he's, you know, Mr. Uh, Mayor of Oak Cliff, he consent, he um, convinced Dallas City to do what shot? Oh, you're talking about um, donate 2.5 million? Yeah. The, and where's um, it going? It's going into businesses in the Redbird area, which is coincidentally where I live. So that's pretty cool. And that's what we need. We definitely need South Dallas period stimulated. Mm-hmm. I mean, gentrification is. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. Look, they can't see me. Cool, <laughs> but air quotations. Yeah, don't tell them I air quoted that. Uh, <laughs> it's cool, but yeah, I'm like, you need to help the brown and the black people that are already yeah. there, because because that that's where the self esteem comes from. Yeah, yeah. The more we can do, yes, yes, yeah. Because these children are the next generation, but my thing is that, like i said a lot of them suppress it into games and they they run mm-hmm. away from things they mm-hmm. go social media phones, mm-hmm. social media it's horrible it's also they need to be able to express and our biggest problem right now is we don't just have the teenagers out of control we have seven uh, and eight year olds gone yeah. three-year-olds yes. four-year-olds yes. Yes. yes see one of my biggest things that i dislike about the way our current popular culture treats mental health, particularly the way that it speaks to women. And that's because I grew up around all women, uh, didn't have a lot of male influences coming up. But one of the things that I've noticed is, is that lately taking control of your sexuality, Mm. if you're a woman means doing the same thing that a man does. But even though I can do the same thing that you're doing, you're still not allowed to disrespect me. Even though the attitude I'm showing myself is disrespectful. And it's like it's self-defeating because the, the respect you're working so hard to gain, you give away by just disrespecting yourself. Yes. And, that, and that's a huge thing because now we've noticed that children have become disrespectful. And many years ago, you were not allowed. I mean, I, when I was in my 40s, I was not allowed to talk back to my I never talked back to my mom <laughs> because I, it was just, I mean, it was just a thing. You don't yep. do it. You don't do it. And but now children talk and they they say whatever they want and it's so disrespectful, 
And uh, we need to get these children to the point that they need to respect the parents. Because I know I was getting chased about the house, but I didn't even <laughs> tried to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was getting chased by that. Like, yo, mind you, mind you, wilding. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, and then I just started running straight out the front door. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go all the way down to the park, and then I'm just gonna uh, chill out for like 20 minutes, yeah. so she can like. One time I did that. She came looking for me. <laughs> she drove up on me like it felt like a movie. She like put the uh did the drive by drive. She was real slow with it. Zzz, get in the car. I said. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I was like, yeah, that fear is gone now. They're like, I'll, I'll do and say whatever I want. I was like, wow. No, you won't. But not. Wow. Not if you want to live to tell about it. Yeah. Not just that. One of the other things that we're lacking. It's a lack of love and compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of love, a lot of affection that a lot of kids don't get. And that's because parents turn to technology to raise their children. <laughs> and that's like the biggest thing um, and something that I love that my husband is adamant on is that when it comes to social media, we monitor everything. My daughter can't be on anything without me knowing what it is and who it is. And if I see at all that it could be influencing her as far as self-esteem cut it off yeah because yeah, not only have kids gotten bad about bullying but there was this thing about momo the yes. thing that um they were promoting towards kids to encourage them to commit suicide and a whole bunch of this mm-hmm. my daughter is in things. third grade and came right. home sobbing about that and i'm like how i didn't even think about that when i was in third grade right and then um i have a client who was telling me the other day which i guess i'm a little behind times about the great whale I don't know. And it, it's it's a I've heard a about thing. it. But I have no it's idea what it thing. is. Um, kiddos, if you ever see a whale drawn on one of your kiddos or whatever, you need to be aware of it because this is like a social media thing. They find it through social media, and this person or entity or whatever it is um, slowly preys on them, conditions them over like fifty days. Just be like, oh, we're here for you. We're listening. And then the next day, it's like, well, I trust you. Do you trust me? Then the next day, would you do this if I asked you to do it? And it's something little like steal some gum. Anyways, it conditions and works these kids up to where they're final, like within the 50th day, they're like, would you just walk off this building for me? And that's oh, crazy wow. that you said it because you keep saying the word condition. It is conditioning. And if, if, it starts, if it's something in their home that they're learning that they don't have to go outside of the home, you're going mm-hmm. to technology, you're going outside of who you should be talking to in your home, mm-hmm. and you're allowing something to condition your child, and mm-hmm. then you're allowing them to... Hey, Tell it. <laughs> You're allowing them to uh, seek solace and seek, you know, conf- confidence in, in, in a source of, like you said, uh, uh, strength and, and whatnot and something that should be in the home already. Yeah. Because everybody wants a voice. Right. And if they don't get it in the home, someone will get it groom them. Yes. Grooming and conditioning. Yes. Yeah, parents have to watch out for that. Well, because we have like the social media with the the dating apps now. That I mean, the younger ones are getting on that now too. Yeah. So, as much as I want to keep talking about this, we do have to wrap it up. Um, We will definitely have you ladies back because. I feel like episode 12 should be this. <laughs> we it's a big this. topic. It's yeah. a big topic. And I'm like, yeah. this is actually something. This has actually been helpful for all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we help other people. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I say. Yeah, this might be a part two. Episode 12 might be a continuation of this. But we'll. I'll talk about it with um, my bro slash co-host. See if they're down with that and see if you ladies are available. So, but anyway. I would be interested in having this episode after people have already had a chance to listen to it so process let them marry let, let it process yeah. and then and let people try to find avenues of like so they're like somewhere within that journey of being familiar with the topics that we talked about yeah so maybe a little or if they have a later. specific question yeah that too that's what yeah. i'm saying like and further down the road we can have mm-hmm. you know another conversation but yeah um go ahead josh do your thing oh all right <laughs> all right so uh Everybody, just remember to uh, listen to the uh, episode, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, rate and review us. That's, that's how we get the, the algorithms and all that stuff uh, up on iTunes and Spotify. And Which I like that. to read every week. Yeah, so like we, we need y'all to, to rate and review us on, on those uh, different platforms. So 
look us up iTunes the Uncool Urban Podcast Spotify the Uncool Urban Podcast SoundCloud the same thing hit us up on IG at the Uncool Urban Podcast we have a Facebook page the Uncool Urban uh, our Twitter is at Uncool Urban Pod so just hit us up or if you know us individuals hit us up individually um, just you know rate, review, subscribe follow us and all, do all that stuff so I already know what it is. You want to end? We should just end it with the song. We want to end it with this last song. Oh, Before right. we end it with the song, I just would like to say this. To everybody that's listening, this is your platform to create awareness about the things that you think that are important to you. So with that in mind, we thank you. We are because you are. Peace. All right. So uh, <laughs> the last song is actually my cousin. Mm-hmm. So, oh. <laughs> uh, 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 my cousin. Uh, Shout out to uh, Josh Cuzzo. Yep, Quelo, straight out of the Akron, three three zero. So, his his one of his new joints is called For the Love. We gonna be out there. Is that soon. the bootleg Quavo? Uh, no, I'm just messing with your cousin. But it's alright. <laughs> Much love to you. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah we're gonna be on the three three zero. Yeah. Uh, what? When September? Hopefully. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll see once we figure out about these football tickets. I might. Yeah, <laughs> I might be out in the land. So yeah, that's it. So it's a yeah. wrap. Here we go, Quelo for the love.